Welcome to Cancelled. We're back. We did it. This is the final episode of Wonder Falls. We're here at the Permanent Record Studios in in mon- demonically hot Austin, Texas. This is true. It was a hundred and eight degrees yesterday. What's our What's our high today? Like oh, I think it's actually lower today. Oh, I think God. it's like ninety nine or something. Ooh, a cool and breezy ninety nine <laughs> yeah, degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was supposed to be anyway. I don't know what it actually ended up being, but like yesterday, it was. It went from one hundred and five on Saturday to one hundred and nine uh, yesterday, and I didn't do. Yet. It was inappropriately hot. My uh, my in laws came to visit, and I was like super excited to see them. But I was like, "You guys want to like hang out in the house, or yeah, yeah, see hang out in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, move. What else do you want to do indoors? What else? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need some indoor shit today for sure. Uh, how's things been otherwise? You were just saying your you got your debit card stolen, or your your you got your account. Jack. Yes. Um, be careful when you use these pumps. I guess I'm dumb for still like using my pin number at the pump, mm. and they they compromise the pin, they compromise the whole card, so I don't have access to my money, which is not fun. Which is why I came in here with a lunchbox like a toddler. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I bring lunch all the time. It's just responsible. It is, but I'm just like I do with my day job. I'm like going from store to store. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been annoying. This weekend I had a show that was actually super fun and super cool. Um, it was at uh, the he- Museum of Human Achievement, which I mistakenly called the Women's Federation, <laughs> <laughs> like twice. It's okay. It's sold out. The yeah. uh, only thing is Museum of Human Achievement is an actual warehouse with no air conditioning. Yeah. They, uh, they really make that place sound like it's going to be fancy. It is not a museum. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it's, I was, it's like a DIY space. I had on heels. I was like ready. I was like, what is this? And right, then right, I, right, right. I literally just got through my set and was like, bye, guys. I'll see you guys later. I'm not dying for this. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that crowd was there. Shout out to them for just supporting art. and through it, I guess, yeah. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. There's nothing in the world is funny enough for me to stand in the damn AC-less warehouse. They could bring back the ghost of Richard Pryor for one night. I'd be like, that nigga's (laughs) on by himself. himself. He can't feel this heat. He's already dead. (laughs) Uh, Well, we might as well jump into it because we got a bunch of stuff to get through today. Yeah. This is the last three episodes of Wonderfalls. Um... What did you think? How did you feel about the sort of uh, ending? Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about. All we can of just it. give it like a little bit of an overview, and then we'll jump into it. I am happy with the way it ended because I was concerned that it would be a cliffhanger, and obviously, mm. since the show was canceled in 2006, we weren't ever going to get any resolution. Sure. I think it ended in a nice little bow, but it was like it was to the sense of like if they would have wanted to keep going with this, there still would have been things to do. Sure. Um, but like the big parts were finished for this season. I. Uh, I, I, it felt to me a little bit like in that last episode that they found out like maybe three quarters of the way through shooting that episode and then we're like, okay, let's let's see if we can wrap this up at the end. Because yeah. like they just sort of that last scene, we'll get to the last scene, but that last scene felt very kind of tacked on to me in some ways. Yeah. Um, why don't we jump into the episodes and we'll go from there. Episode 11 I uh, did not write down the name of this episode. Me neither, but uh, it does open with Jay trying to destroy everything that talks to her and trying crying. To, torturing that horse into, uh, or the lion. Like, she's, like, slowly burning the lion, and she's, 
But it, it, it was very dark. Like, that scene was, like, oddly dark to me. Mm-hmm. But then the reveal that she's just doing that at work is batshit. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You don't do that in, the in like, the manager's office. That's crazy. And she's, like, burning that wax statue on, like, a coffee pot. Like, imagine it's making the whole room stink. God, a stink. It's just plastic. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um... And then, like, the, she smashes those fucking, li- like, the extra lions to pieces. And, like, she f- felt very much at the end of her rope in an interesting way. Um, I love how she thought it was totally within her jurisdiction to, to like, 50% off, mark off everything that talked. That had a face, yeah. Yeah, that had a face in there without any permission. And it's like, you could have just quit. You know mm-hmm. that? Yeah, just leave. You don't have to work here. There are plenty of other shitty retail jobs in that town, I promise you. <laughs> I feel like uh, the barrel's going to be hiring, like, at least somewhere. You can definitely get another job someplace. Um, This whole episode, she's going back to therapy uh, partially because of how depressed she is over the breakup. I think she's also at her wit's end with these talking things. Also, her mom forces her to go back to therapy. Mom shows up at the job and's like, you you know, I found the monkey in your brother's Mm -hmm. room. He's concerned about you, and you have to return it yourself. Right. Um, It felt funny to me because at one point, like, early on, they reference the Olsen girl. I find I love right? that it wasn't actually a reference to the Olsen twins. That's well, yeah. what I thought. Well, they had mentioned her previously, like episodes and episodes ago, and I had thought that when they first mentioned it, but then, yes, it turns out not the case. Mm-hmm. But the second they said it, I was like, oh, she's in this episode. Because like, they're not going to just mention her randomly nine episodes later, and yeah. then she's not going to show up. So as soon as that happened, and then we get the... Uh, she's in therapy with the, with the therapist, the same shitty jazz saxophonist therapist to which I wrote um, his ponytail is looped <laughs> would not fuck did you catch that I don't that even know ponytail? what a looped ponytail is so it's like it's like this. someone took the time to like make a ponytail right. and then gather a few more inches of hair down and then make another ponytail <laughs> and then a few more inches down and then make another ponytail <laughs> I paused the screen and was like is that is that shit looped? That's <laughs> crazy. I've never seen that in that on anyone before. It's mm. popular with small black children who play <laughs> jump rope in the park. <laughs> that is a grown ass man. <laughs> I have to Google looped ponytail real quick so to see what pops up. That's hilarious. Oh, well, first off, these are all white ladies. But I get what you're saying. Show me what you're terrible. seeing. I'm seeing uh, Easy Hairstyles Looped Ponytail. Hold on. Let me go to images because that's a video. We don't need to watch an instructional <laughs> video on how to tw- how to loop your ponytail. Uh, here we go. Images. It just, it just, I just couldn't believe someone did that to his hair. Oh, yeah. No, it's all white ladies. That's what I'm talking about, though. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's gross. It, that's coming from me. That infinity link chain. It's so, oh, God. <laughs> Um, he will be a, a pretty integral part of this episode, which, like, fine, because he's already been introduced. But they intro- in these three episodes, they they introduced the security guard as, like, a returning character. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need this. This show's almost done. I get you maybe didn't know it was almost done, but I don't need to know this dude's name. We're not going to get to know him much longer. But so he, while she's giving – while she's doing therapy um, – Somebody sneaks in and watches, and you see it's like this POV shot. It felt, it felt very like sort of a, almost Alfred Hitchcockian kind yeah. of shot of someone sneaking in and watching like the monitors of that. And as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be the Olsen girl," because they've just mentioned her, and I yeah. wonder who the crazy person's going to be, uh, which makes sense. But then uh, 
homegirls back. Heidi and Eric are back, but they're leaving, right? That's the setup in this episode. Yeah, they're just getting things together to go back to New Jersey. She's found an apartment. I got annoyed. I think it's this episode because she says, it's either this episode or the next episode. I think it might be the next episode. We'll wait. It's not important. It's really not important. But at one point she said, like, he's buying stuff at the gift shop. And she's like, I hope you didn't buy those with credit cards. I don't want her knowing where we live. Yeah. But they also established that she, he, she just found that apartment. I was like, bitch, you didn't update your billing address that quick. There's no way. I don't believe you for one second. That was just her being extra shady. She's being extra shady. And then she looks at Jay and goes, sorry, you are unstable. Like, you know, like, just say, you know, you understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is. Uh, um. So then she's in the ther- – at one point she tells the monkey she wants to neuter it in the therapy thing, which I thought was, like, a little aggressive. She was just outwardly, obviously, talking to just the monkey during therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was just, like, you don't even care if this therapist thinks you're insane. She Because she's gone completely, like, off the deep end. Although she does say – there's an exchange here at one point where he says uh, – he says, do you do everything the animals tell you to do, even if it cause you pain? And she goes, yeah, they kind of wore me out that way. And I was like, oh, that's that's, like – genuinely sad like it really kind of bummed me out yeah and actually you do feel a little bad for jay you're like she's kind of tortured by this and then yeah she's tortured by this she's also tortured by and i gotta be honest with you eric and heidi and i get we'll you know go somewhere at the end excuse me fuck off back to new jersey like stop rubbing it in her face you know there's, they're like, oh, I can't believe you're here at the barrel. There's one fucking restaurant in this town. You know that. Stop coming here. Go eat in the goddamn hotel or wherever you're it staying. It made no sense. It's so rude. The Going to her job to buy souvenirs, it was like, who else do you think you're going to see so there? So shitty. And oh, yeah, it really bummed me out. I just didn't understand how it's like Eric kept looking at Jay like, you know, if you give me a reason, I'll leave. If I'll you stay. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like. But you you're already a, you're yeah. a grown man. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And you also you're he is, I think, so desperate to just not be alone almost. Yeah, that he's willing to like. I'm just going to be with her, but I'd rather be with you. But I got to be with somebody. So if you tell me, I'll stay here. But if you don't, I got to go with her. And it's just like yeah, pussy shit, and I don't enjoy it. It was dumb. I mean, a couple of times they did even talk about him like a damsel in distress that she has to rescue, mm-hmm. which Jay was okay with, but it was like. Eh. He's definitely a manic pixie dream boy. Yeah, yeah, just helpless and hopeless, and and just 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 wafting from one thing to the other, whichever takes him. Um, the monkey tells Jay to save him from her. Yeah, that is the the line this episode. You'd think by now Jay would have figured out that you need to ask these animals more questions. That you need to at least go one like whatever the obvious thing is. It's going to be one thing past that, right? Yeah. It's clearly not the thing you think. It's going to be the next thing. Uh, in this case, it's not fucking Heidi and Eric. It's saving the therapist from crazy stabby Olsen girl <laughs> um, who I thought was actually pretty good the actress who was playing her yeah. at one point when at towards the end uh, after she like when they're going through the sort of dream sequence of what she's planning to do to the therapist and it's like she's got him tied to this chair she's pouring gasoline around the uh, the office because she's going to burn him alive and she's just singing the theme song to um Facts of Life. Facts of Life. That was creepy. It was very creepy. Yeah, that really, I was like, oh, that, I was like, oh, that's good. That, like, genuinely was like, oh, you're a good, crazy person. Uh, But Jay is also going crazy, right? So she thinks save him from her, save him from her means, oh, uh, Heidi's going to kill Eric. Mm -hmm. And she starts looking into Eric on the, uh, on the internet, or into, into Heidi on the internet, and she finds out that 
what she believes is that Heidi has poisoned a bunch of people at her school. Yeah. Which that whole storyline. So she she gets these. She finds that like there was maybe cheerleaders that got like poisoned and got sick, and then a debate team. And she's always the quote. Like she's always the quote the newspaper goes to Heidi is, mm-hmm. and she always says something like, "Oh, it was revenge. Uh, the freshmen's some freshmen must have gotten revenge for bullying or whatever." And I was like, "Oh no, that's. I mean, that would actually be kind of an interesting story if Heidi turned out to be this kind of." kind of crazy which she is kind of crazy it would be kind of interesting but also the plot to Adam's family too (laughs) (laughs) I would not see that you don't remember with like Joan Cusack and she's like She's, I've seen it. I don't remember. It very she's well. gonna marry Uncle Fester, and then like she turns out she just killed uh, all of her ex husbands. Right, 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 right. That is true. <laughs> We've been there. Fair enough. <laughs> but what I mean to say is the payoff for that storyline is them just going, "Oh no, there was bullies." Yeah. Like that, and it's like, well, then I don't know. That just felt very cheap to me. It did. It didn't. It didn't feel fully thought out. I. I also love that. Like when. Uh, by the way, that was weird. So at one point, Jay busts in the room to like expose her mm. for uh, trying to poison Eric. Right. And then Eric's like, oh, my chest feels tight. I can't breathe. And she's like, oh, sorry. I gave you a male enhancement pill. And like, we're not going to talk about the fact that you gave prescription drugs to someone without their permission. Well, you saw that whole setup, right? Because she takes um, fucking crazy ass uh, uh, Jay is now stalking them, essentially. And this the only like it's playing into Heidi's hands because Heidi's like she's over there watching us uh, and Eric's like no she's not she definitely is over there watching you like she's just staring at you and then at one point she's like taking pictures of her from the car and she takes pictures of Heidi buying these pills from this bus boy at the at the barrel mm-hmm. and they are clearly Viagra they're little blue Viagra pills in like a clear plastic <laughs> pouch right uh, and you see her put them in like his vitamins like he's got like a daily vitamin thing And uh, uh, which what person under 50 has the daily vitamin thing Ahem. Really? Uh, ahem. It is uh, Sunday through uh, Sunday through Saturday or whatever laid out. It's got my little vitamins in it. I'm trying to be healthy, man. What do you want from me? Good for you. I did not peg you as the vitamin type. Every time you want to talk shit about somebody, it's just me. You're like, this motherfucker wears cargo shorts and he's an atheist. And I'm like, yeah, that's me also. And now I'm taking vitamins. Cut me some slack. It's fine. I'm sorry. No, I get you. It's old man shit, but I'm fine with it. Good for you. Uh, I bet they fit right in your cargo pocket. They too. do, too. I take them on the road. Uh, um, I got gummies and regulars. Uh, <laughs> here's something else that really annoyed me. So that's happening. There's another thing, obviously, that also uh, is Mahandra and Jay's brother are a hidden item. God, this shit is written by white people. Can we talk about that? So Mahandra's starting to feel guilty about just the fact that they're sneaking around because, you know, now we've created all this faux backstory and Mahandra and Jay are the besties. And now she's like, you know, your parents, um, you know, I just snuck in your house and I'm a black door. I mean, a back door lady. Well, oh boy, oh boy, That line drives me. So that is worse because the setup for that is he is set up cameras on all the he's in his room and there's all the stuffed animals and shit that he took from Jay and he has got cameras on them to see if they talk or move essentially and it's on the on the internet or like on his computer and she walks in and she sees that and she's like oh my god are we on the turn it off are we on the internet right now did we did you film us having sex is that on the internet and that's when she goes oh my god I'm a black door woman I mean a back door woman I I had to stop the thing and like walk outside and smoke because I was so angry. <laughs> I just wrote black door with like 13 exclamation points like Ugh. like who talks like that? 
who thinks of their blackness as like so much of like a caricature? No, no white people. Yeah, no, no white black people. person has ever said that. And we have to believe that, like, I guess because Mahind was the only black person in this town, that she just has no identity outside of it. Yes, to the point where she tries to be a Native American, but we'll get to that in the next episode. Uh, um, she, we find out, yes, that uh, Heidi's Nate. So that's going on, and she's trying to hide that from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Also, in this episode, I wanted to address we just blew off that whole car accident from the last episode right where she's trying to get there and she drives off the fucking road and never climbs out it's just a car off in a oh, ditch someplace so right. never, it never came back never comes up again they just, just they, they just dropped that entirely um we find yes she they they give her fucking viagra he is not even upset he doesn't seem to be mad about the viagra at all yeah, even though even though it and... even though it almost killed him um, yeah, the shortness of breath. Yeah, yeah, type, yeah, yeah. That's like heart attack symptoms and ugh. Um, Which I guess is also supposed to allude to the fact that like, you know, Eric really loves Jay and he's not even having sex with Heidi. Well, 100%. He, he can't even just, he's so stuck on Jay and it's like, well then do something about it. Don't you're, put all this on Jay. You're a grown up. It, yeah, every, it, but also like Jay needs to do something. Everybody just needs to be a goddamn adult and have a conversation. I'm almost sympathetic with Heidi at this point because she's the only one who's like saying what she wants and trying to achieve that goal. Yeah. The rest of them are just all, oh, I guess I don't whatever, like real pussy fight. It's, it, it's, I find it very frustrating. I find it, you know, I find it frustrating that, that Heidi would even want to go back to Eric, which I know it's like she sucked off the bellboy scandalous but it's just like I don't know the kind of man who would like see you sucking another dude's dick and, and then, then like run you. away mm. and hide or then take you back after like you just want a guy you can control I guess I don't yeah it's very it, weird it's real unappealing um would not fuck I also by the way where I put ponytail is looped I also wrote would not fuck <laughs> oh I would hope so I feel like that's a given just to clarify in case you're wondering about my feelings I was a, therapist I, I kind of got I kind of assumed from the jump honestly <laughs> it was mostly the like uh, like poetry slam hair of his yeah. I just assumed you weren't, you weren't oh no 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 sir um she goes oh, we're missing a part where uh, Jay is taken into custody because somebody has broken into the psychiatrist's office stolen stolen the videos of her sessions of her therapy sessions and taken a shit in the therapist's desk <laughs> and I love that people think that's Jay because like Jay does a lot of wild shit she should be she's in she's been jail. arrested four times at this point just in the run of the show yeah. not even the previous like rest of her life which has come up like they mentioned her being arrested several times uh, but like She's not shit in a desk crazy. She's like getting a fist fight, maybe like take the parents' car without permission. But shit in somebody's desk is like that's not that's next level. Do you? I mean, I think you'd shit first and then place it in the desk. I can only. Assume, I can't imagine holding your asshole open well, over a desk. I don't know what's crazy. The leg strength to do that. I don't know what's crazy. Well, I feel like you'd have to stand on the desk and squat pull the drawer out behind you I, but I don't know what's crazier being overcome in the moment and being like fuck this guy and shitting in his desk or planning ahead <laughs> that's shitting right. getting a bag driving somewhere with that <laughs> bag next to you in a car seat like that's a lot um whew. so uh there's a big <laughs> climax where she's still under the impression that Eric is gonna kill 
or that Heidi's going to kill Eric, but then she realizes she's wrong after there's this confrontation. And I think she has to, she tries to go back to the therapist to talk to the monkey because she wants to figure out what the monkey's talking about. Gets caught breaking into the therapist's office from the therapist. He freaks out because he thinks she's there to kill him or shit in his desk again. Um, <laughs> what if that's all she wanted was just to shit in his desk? It would be hilarious if it like, turned out Jay actually did shit in his desk. I've just decided that my poo belongs in this <laughs> If there was like a post credit scene where it was just her shitting in his desk, <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. Um, Jay's mom is also there. She's like taking an elevator upstairs to the therapist's office for something. I didn't quite catch that. Uh, and she gets caught in the elevator with the Olsen girl. And they're having this conversation. And I do kind of appreciate that they don't write the parents dumb. Sometimes they write them a little like, I don't know, self-involved. But like they're not stupid. Yeah. The mother kind of goes like, hey, aren't – like she catches on immediately like this is the Olsen girl and there's some weird shit going on. She doesn't like just kind of go, oh, because she's like, oh, I work in a building. She's like, oh, OK, whatever. And then she's like, no, wait a minute. You look like whatever. Like they play her like yeah. she's smart. She's not just some idiot. And what do you have a backpack for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, do yeah. I smell gasoline? gasoline? Like she's on her shit. The monkey tells Jay to lick the light switch. Which that I understand, Jay being like, why? Hold on, so I'm going to need some information. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it would be much weirder if it, the monkey told her to shit in the desk. Um, and then, but she says, but she, you know, she, eventually she breaks down and she does it because the monkey tells her, like, I'll tell you why we talk to you if you, do, if you lick the light switch. So she does, and it shorts out all the lights, and it makes the elevator stop, which buys enough time for the cops to get there and be there to prevent the crazy girl from killing the therapist. So yeah. everybody's happy. But the monkey tells her, uh, she goes, fine, I, I did it. Like, why, so why do you talk to me? And she goes, and the monkey says, uh, because you listen. I like how that was cryptic, but then also stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, for a second, yeah, I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that doesn't answer shit. That was exactly my response. That the only exactly thing, my response. the only thing I could think was like, maybe in this universe, everything talks, but only Jay listens. Only Jay listens. It might be, and we'll get, we get more into why. The next talking episode the next answered episode. that Ooh, boy, in though. an interesting yet cringy way. In we'll a get there. Very unwokey way. Um, <laughs> unwokey. Uh, so she goes – the cops show up to arrest Jay, but they realize once the crazy lady shows up that she's got all this gasoline and shit and she's the one who was there to do all that stuff. Um, anyway, that kind of just ends not with much. Heidi goes back to Jersey to look for an apartment, tells her when she does – uh, when she finds the apartment, I'm going to leave too. Mm-hmm. Still nothing happened there. Um, I do like what at the end of the therapy session, the, the therapist says to uh, Jay, like, uh, I want you. Well, there is an interesting moment that we do. We did just kind of blow over here where um, Jay and the therapist have a moment where they both realize Maybe the monkey, like, like the therapist kind of realizes maybe the monkey did talk or whatever. Yes, because he was like, because um, he goes, say, like, they both go, they both kind of figure out at the same time, oh shit, I'm supposed to be saving the therapist from this crazy Olsen save lady. Save her from him. And, uh, or save him from her. And they both kind of go, save him from, and like, they look at each other. So they have this shared moment of like, oh, wait a minute, maybe something is up. And he says to her, like, I, I, I want you to have the monkey. He's a little creepy now. I don't know if I want him around. <laughs> but like, there is this moment of like, oh, people, they do kind of plant little moments of like, 
the brother has that moment in the therapist's office as well where the book lands in a weird way and spells the thing with the cow creamer. Um, the therapist now has this moment. There's a few moments where they kind of start to go like other people kind of seeing that maybe she's not completely crazy. Which makes me think like, man, you know, if they had kept going with the series, how long would it have gone in? What would they have figured out about it? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it could have been very interesting. And instead sure. we took a love angle. We were like, yeah, right. all this is happening to help Jay well, find love. Boy. And yeah, it's like, yeah. no. It's well, it turns out that. not so much. It's basically because Jay is a, a white savior for the Native American people. Um, oh, yeah. Who boy. Oh, Episode boy. 12, Totem Mole. Um, this is a weird setup. Yeah. So Mahandra is applying to have full membership in this tribe because she says she's one-eighth whatever so that's it's not satsuma because that's a type of orange but it's something like that it's like chippewa no it's oh. not chippewa it's something I, it felt kind of made up for the show but also i don't know i think it was um there's a lot of shit i didn't like anyway uh we'll get through all of this um but she's like i'm one eighth whatever the fuck which and is like a white like black girls only do that about their hair like that's not <laughs> something they try to do to just claim heritage uh, but she's showing it and, and some idea that she's going to get money from a casino and she can pay off her student loans or some shit. Well, she kind of like offhandedly says that, but I do think she's being genuine about like wanting the tribal connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought was oh, so fucking annoying is when Jay's sister is like, you're black. How can you be Native American? It's like, you know, people can be more than one thing. Yeah, yeah. You waspy shit. Also, she's there to buy... 80 cartons of cigarettes. They make that number specifically. It's 80 cartons of cigarettes she wants to buy. That is 1,600 packs of cigarettes. Oh, I was wondering how the tax on that was $6,000. That's a lot of goddamn cigarettes. <laughs> it's too much. You don't run a convenience store. That annoyed me. Um so the setup for this episode is they're there to uh, – Mahandra's going to apply for this thing. The sister's buying cigarettes. And Jay just wants to leave. Jay just wants to get the fuck out of town. Right? Yeah. So they're on the reservation. Uh, while they're doing that stuff, she hears a voice. It's one. It's an eagle on the top of this totem pole. I did kind of enjoy that because the voice on the top of the totem pole had this like Australia. Australian or New Zealand accent. And uh, – uh, she and Jay's like, well, if you were an authentic totem pole, you wouldn't be talking or whatever. You wouldn't speak English. You wouldn't speak English. And she's like, I'm not authentic. They put us here for tourists, <laughs> uh, which I enjoyed. Um, and, and she's like, go go in that tent. You're going to like it. Trust me. You'll like it. You'll like it. Go in the tent. So she goes in the tent. She meets this old Native American lady who looked very white, but that might have just been a weird YouTube that, rip. No, that kind of icked me out a little. I was like, I wonder if that's a white lady. They just like painted tan. If I had that feeling, but it might just be like. It might have just been a shitty rip because, like, all the other Native American actors and actresses appeared to be actually Native American. Yeah. Uh, so it would be weird if they just picked one who had most of the lines and made them white. Um, and she has this conversation. She goes, oh, you're here because you hear voices and you want to silence them. And she's like, oh, boy, I can't. Like, whatever. It's like, you know, finally some answers. And then somebody walks in and you hear this voice go, excuse me. And she's like, oh, uh, do you mind? We're having a conversation. The guy's like, you're having a conversation with my dead grandmother? And it cuts back and it's just this fucking corpse. That was wild. I liked I that a lot. I was like, oh my God, she can talk to dead people too? I liked that a lot. I, what I, it was a good setup and I was very excited. I was like, okay, cool. It looks like we're going to get some, maybe some answers. Uh, it's only, it's the second to last episode. So if we're going to get some answers, now would be a, a good time for that. Um, what I don't like is 
This is an episode clearly written by white people. And it's just this like hokey, made up faux spiritual nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, I just felt like it was very critical of the way that people of color assert their culture. Mm. I, I will probably we'll get down to that, but there's some scenes once once they start uh the Native Americans and that tribe start like striking out against some shitty things that white people are doing and mm. then that's kind of played as the joke. Mm-hmm. Like isn't it <laughs> you yeah, know crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, but it's, no, it's not. This is all shitty. Like everything you're doing is actually racist. Yeah. Uh, um the other half of the story this actually for all this episode's problems and it has a lot. I got angry several times during this episode. It's actually pretty re- well written. Like the various sort of strings of the stories all do tie together better than I would say most of these episodes do that. I thought um, the sister goes in to buy cigarettes. She is eventually told somebody like the guy's about to sell her all the cigarettes she wants. And then clearly he recognizes someone's walking in. He sees like eyes recognize somebody behind her. And he goes, oh, sorry, I can only sell you three packs or whatever if you're not a member of the tribe. Mm-hmm. And this, he's like – Turns out this new person in charge of the tribe passed this rule. And she turns around and it's this woman who they, she went to law school with, and they've had this like heated rivalry. My issue here is they played that lady way too mean. Yeah, like I get having a rivalry, and that's great. And I actually kind of liked somebody that would maybe put her, put the sister in her place a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, it goes way too far with that. Like, in the beginning, it was great. At one point, she goes, like, uh, the sister says, like, oh, we were at the top of our class. And she goes, I was at the top of the class. You were second. And she goes, fine, I was second, whatever. And then she goes, you were sixth. Like, she's, like, calling her on her bullshit. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But then later, she's just, like, just fucking, like, just fucking with her over and over for no, for, like, just pettiness. Yeah. It It came across very... Like over the top mean. I think so. We would stay on the sister's side and just what? see that girl as just a jerk. But it was like no, because she had a right to defend her people. And Absolutely. I, I felt like they played her too mean to like be like, isn't it funny how those you know people of color get mm, all defensive? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, unwokey, unwokey for sure. Unwokey as shit. Um, we find out. What a couple of Native Americans eventually are like, hey, you you talk to her, and she has this moment with this one uh, one of the Native guys about like he's going, you know, she was our tri- the old lady was our tribal seer, like our our spiritual leader, and now <coughs> excuse me, now the um that line is dead because she doesn't have any relatives, and he goes, oh, what about the grandson? He was as her grandson, that's the next in line. He says he walked away from the tribe. The whole episode is her trying to get the grandson to come back and take over the leadership of the spiritual thing and have this gift so that he can, she can get answers. It's all selfish. It's also Jay can get answers about this voice or whatever. What I did, it was interesting because then there's a message that one of the animals sends to her, which mm. is like, make him feel special. Mm. And so she goes out of her way. She, she has the most half-assed lie to get him to the store to talk to him. She tells him that she has a, a something that belonged to his grand. This actually made me genuinely laugh. She says, "Like uh, I, she tells, she tells him he has something. She has something to belong to his grandmother, and he, she hands him this bracelet, just like shitty bracelet, and he just goes, 
It's from that rack. <laughs> She's just standing and she just turned around and took a bracelet and handed it to him. That genuine, like how shitty Jay is, made me laugh. I love how crazy he thought she was too. He was like, "Please tell me you didn't take it off the body." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. he was like, he was upset. He's like, "I don't, I didn't want to do this funeral if tourists were going to be able to come in here." Right, right, right. Because he right, just right. thinks there's just a random girl walking in having a spiritual awakening. Hundred percent, what it is, by the way. That's, yeah. There's nothing. She wasn't invited. She's nothing else. She just wandered into this fucking tent. Well, the the totem mole. The totem told her, but that's that's not a no thing. one believes that. Also, part. there is a crazy line in this conversation where he's like he's talking about how he's he's wished he had the gift mm-hmm. his entire life. I wrote that one down. Yeah, oh boy, and you know he because he wanted to connect with his grandmother and his people, and he just wasn't that wasn't his path. And he goes, "When I was a young boy, I would pretend to talk to the spirits just to make my grandmother happy. They all just thought I was retarded." They are. I wrote fast and loose with the word retarded. I wrote yeah, that. because I was, they say in the next episode again, it's weird. Yeah, they really do. Although there was one little thing that touched me when he said, you know, it's like she knit me a sweater I could never, never wear. wear. Yeah, it was, I actually kind of, in, if they, if this episode was a pilot for a story about this Native American tribe, I would be much happier about it. But as it is, is a pilot about, it's an episode about how Jay has to save these Native people from themselves, essentially. Yes. Um, yeah, I found that very annoying. Uh, also, I found this very annoying. This entire show has been Jay like she she has these moments where she's trying to get some answers but she's also as soon as they say well no you're the one with the gift and maybe you're the you can answer these questions yourselves or whatever she's like oh no I can't be any part of this I don't want any part of this you have been begging for answers for 11 episodes now yeah and the second there's a chance you might get some answers now you gotta bat- like oh, I don't want anything to do with it I just found her response very annoying because that's who Jay is she doesn't actually want any change you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. she would <laughs> she would rather illegally sell all those dummies than quit her job she would <laughs> she for would, sure she would never like make anything because she doesn't want to challenge herself uh so the guy, the grandfather, the grandson has to go through these trials. The first one is like pick a thing that belonged to. There's like a table full of artifacts, and like pick the one that belonged to your grandmother. But Jay cheats and gives him the right answer because it talks to her. It's a deer skull, and it talks to her. Um, then he has to take. This annoyed me too. He has to take these, uh, smoke this pipe, mm-hmm. and communicate with his grandmother spirit. So he hits. He finally. I did find that scene kind of funny where they're talking. Hit her and. Um, the brother, I believe, are talking, and they're like, he can't even get the fucking pipe lit. Like, he's, like, trying to light the pipe, and he can't do it. Like, he's clearly not the guy. Like, <laughs> it's not fair of you to put it on him, whatever. He's just this nerd. But he finally gets the pipe lit, and then he just fucking passes out. <laughs> but it annoys, like, so he just falls flat. But they've clearly stacked all these, like, animal skin rugs underneath him, because obviously they know he's going to fall. That's the whole thing of this test. And the second it does, they both run over, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they try to, like, pick him up. Bitch, will you stop interfering all that was, the time? That this was is weird clearly no one, a thing they're doing. Yeah, and no one stopped them. They, yeah, yeah. I was weird that they even let those two random white people be a part of any of this shit. I, uh, for sure. You also, uh, a little bit earlier, the, one of the very first things they did mm. is there's like a, they blow a feather and who the feather yes, is. Yes, 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 That yes. feather like lands on Jay and Jay's like. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to blow it off. Her, for sure, I did forget about the feather because that feather does come back in later as well. Um Yes. So then he comes to and says that he did speak to his grandmother, and his grandmother told him that he had left the path, but he was going to find his path again. And I like that moment because the, the, the native guy's sort of in charge of these tests, just goes, well, that's not very specific. Like, that just made me <laughs> like, like, he's not, I don't know if this counts, uh, which made me laugh as well. 
But then, uh, oh, so he says, oh, he is the guy, and he's going to take over the role of spiritual leader of this tribe, even though Jay is pretty convinced he's not the guy and that she is. And then we go to the gift shop where the manager, who, by the way, by the end of the show, I fucking hate him. Oh, yeah. Um, the manager is, like, running around. He's got, like, a child's fake Indian headdress on. And he's like, I guess it's something called Chief Joseph Day, which is some, I'm assuming, about the Lady of the Mist, whatever thing. He says, we should have to wear these on Chief Joseph Day. We could say we're scalping prices. I I wrote that down. I was like, oh, that was disgusting. God damn you white folks. And then they also do a thing where they put fake anger. So the sister goes to, like, she's... The native, so the the native people have a uh, there's like the tribal council to decide if Mahandra can be part of the tribe, and the sister is going to represent her because she needs a lawyer against the lawyer that she's got this beef with. Uh-huh. They show up, they've got all the documentation, and the the lady the night before had passed a thing saying that it has to, it can't be from a computer or a printout, blah blah blah. So immediately the trial's over. You owe us nine hundred bucks for court fees. Uh, have a good day. So. The sister goes and then she finds out that also that the sister owes $6,000 in taxes for all the cigarettes she tried to buy because the, the mean fucking Native American lady is just trying to fuck her over. That's what it looks like. And it's like. I mean, that's what's happening, right? She's just. It, it, that's why how they're writing her. And it's so over the top and unnecessary. They could make her. They have. A, the, she says that these rules about like who can buy the cigarettes and whatnot is her trying to. Uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's essentially like. She wants to stop trading with their imperialist fucking masters, essentially so the non-native Americans, because so they're all, so they're not dependent on the white man's dollar, essentially. Uh, which is not a horrible idea, except that it is because it's two thousand and well nine at this point, and your reservation does not have an economy enough that it can support itself without outside money. That's just the way it is. But and even the other Native American people are like, I got a business to run. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, but she goes to see her to try to to like smooth things over or whatever and she says can't we bury the hatchet and the Native American lady goes the hatchet but that's a hatchet isn't a Native American thing if she had said bury the tomahawk then your Native American character could be offended but bury the hatchet is not a, like a slur or anything I was wondering about it didn't, that it didn't make any sense it was just another way to write this person of color as being overly angry for no reason but that's not a slur like Hatchets are just tools that people. It's not a, in any way related to Native Americans. Yeah, that seemed I could, again just to make them seem touchy and silly, and make the white people seem right. And that is just ugh. Yeah, yeah. That was gross. So after that, the next scene is the one where the grandson shows up at the um at the gift the, shop, gift at the shop, gift shop. which is so funny because he's got some of the people from the tribe with him, and they're like, and I he, thought we were going shopping. They made me less. So he's got like white paint. He's got like sort of like. I'm going to say Native American face paint, but I feel like a white person picked it. But, like, whatever. He's got some face paint on, and he shows up, and he's mad at all the... It also... <laughs> there are suddenly a shit ton of, like, Native American toys in this gift shop that yeah. hadn't been there previously. <laughs> but there are just shelves and shelves of, like, Native American dolls and, uh, like, a Cowboys and Indians cap gun set and all kinds of bullshit, right? 
So he shows up and he doesn't want – he's like, we got to get rid of all this racist bullshit here. And everyone's like, oh, come on already with this guy. But I did like what the, the rest of the people he brought are like, I thought we were going shopping, man. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, although it is – it's also Jay's fault because when Jay decided to oh, tell him that he was that, special, yeah. her idea was to show him the video of the Maiden of the Mist. <laughs> on episode one, a white kid goes, Native Americans never <laughs> sacrifice like, humans. Absolutely. And she's like, whatever, watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shows up and he's like, this thing says – we sacrifice people. Did we ever do that? No, we didn't do that shit. And we're going to sit here until they get rid of all this racist bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, and eventually, Jay's like, uh, we have to get, like, the assistant manager's like, get rid of him before I call security. Um, so she tries to tell him. She, she says to him, like, he says, I finally found my place in the tribe. And she goes, but it's not the right place. Bitch, that is not your place to say. You're not in this tribe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Anyway, that really annoyed me. Um, also, there's another really fucking annoying racist line where she goes, he says to her, like, get rid of them. And she says, what do you want me to do? Litter and get them to chase me? Oh. God damn it. That stupid uh, that littering. Old, that commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that's a reference to that, but fucking Jesus, man. They don't chase you in the commercial. No, the guy they just cry. cries. The guy just cries. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Also, I'm pretty sure the guy might just be, like, Italian. Anyway. Yeah, whole, that was a There's the whole thing. Uh, um, so the security guard shows up. And I fucking really bothered me. This sequence really so like he's telling put the, so the the grandson has like got this cowboy and Indians toy set and it's like a a pistol and a cowboy hat and a bow and arrow and whatever and she's like this genocide toy is that what you're selling me whatever mm-hmm. and uh, she he says to her the cops like put it down put it down put it down and uh, he's holding this very clear toy cap gun right it's bright silver it's a ch- it's a child size. And then the fucking security guard's like, I have, I, I have been authorized to shoot you, which I was like, definitely not. Whoa. You are a security guard, so definitely not. I was like, the mall security guard has an actual gun. gun. Yeah, freaked me out. Pulls a gun and fucking shoots the guy. He gets f- blown backwards into this thing. I was, I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, like that really was like, I was like, this, this is not this show. Like I have a bunch of all caps lines here. Really freaked me out. I don't understand what they thought they were going for with that. And I was like, it's. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, all right. So we hadn't had Freddie Gray yet. And we hadn't yeah, had yeah, yeah. Trayvon Martin But we yet. had a whole lot of fucking black folks getting killed. We definitely had Rodney King. We had Rodney King. We had a like, lot of them. There was no excuse for this level of just ignorance. Yeah, it really bothered me. And, so, and then what really bothered me even more is. Literally he, the only man of color to have any lines other than the therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shot that. <laughs> Shot that. Comes, well, turns he comes to right and he says like oh my god I'm, I'm alive I am the right one I survived came back from the dead again this is proof and even the other Native American guy who's been sort of talking to Jay the whole time is like well that is a little weird can't really explain that <laughs> uh, fucking assistant manager guy goes shoot him again caught that and it was just like what like, what the fuck um, turns out it's rubber bullets he doesn't have a real gun yeah, he's like, it's a licensed uh, crowd dispersal firearm or whatever, but it's just rubber bullets. I love the assistant manager's thought there. It's like, he deserves to die. Right, that's insane. He opened a package in the store. I, it, I, I, oh boy, don't I, do I not like that guy. Meanwhile, the sister, it's a very convoluted, but it plays well in the actual episode. She goes again to see the lawyer. She pretends to like, oh, I work out at this gym all the time too or whatever. There's this bracelet that she had initially tried to give the grandson. It is been passed on to the sister because it got caught in her hair and she's like, I'll just keep it. Mm-hmm. 
She follows her into the sauna where she's still talking and still this, the fucking uh, Native American lawyer lady is just being mean and like, well, you should have picked a better lawyer and fuck you but and she, blah, blah, blah. she is fumbling so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, why are you wearing jewelry? I'm sorry. No, fine. we're not doing bridesmaid shit today. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I only I only worry about my wedding on Mondays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to set a schedule. I have one day to freak out and cry about yeah, yeah, yeah. gardenias and then I move on. <laughs> uh, no, but I thought that was so the sister was being so cringy she was just like Terrible. oh yeah you know turquoise I love turquoise you love turquoise, turquoise right oh. yeah 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 she, she follows her into the she pretends like oh I go to this sauna all the time or whatever but she's just it has her makeup on and shit so it's all running down her face she just looks like a real <laughs> fucking idiot but she goes to leave and her the bracelet is stuck on her robe which gets stuck in the door and locks the door of the sauna which would be a which would have been enough right the setup here is that the Native American lawyer gets stuck in the sauna, which becomes like a sweat lodge, mm-hmm. and she then has a vision, and she sees her grandmother, and she speaks to the grandmother, and we find, or she's uh, Gentle Feather, is by the way, Gentle Feather. Like this. Oh, their names were terrible. Littlefoot, <laughs> yeah, Gentle <laughs> Feather. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. It wasn't Littlefoot like the cute thing from I Land Before it was, Time. I thought it was a dinosaur. <laughs> I really thought it was a brontosaurus. Her name was Deanna Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs> um. That would have been plenty. She gets stuck in the thing. That becomes the sweat lodge. She has the fucking vision. Now she's going to be the spiritual leader for this tribe. But they make a point of having the sister turn the temperature up in the sweat in the in the sauna before she leaves as like a fuck you. Yeah. But now I just don't like you. Like you didn't need that. Right? What does yeah. that do? You've already got a sweat lodge. She's trapped in the thing. She's going to be in there longer. She can't get out. It's the whole point. Is the, the bracelet wedges the door closed and she can't get out. But you don't need to then also make the sister a villain. Like, that just didn't play right for me at all. Yeah. It was dumb and petty. Uh, there's a kind of good sequence, I thought, between Jay and the, the grandson, the Native American guy, who's like in real life is an accountant. Um, in real life. On the show, his actor. The character is an accountant. Um, where she kind of, they are in the tent where the grandmother's funeral was, and they're just having this moment of like, he's, she's saying to him, like, uh, you're lucky you don't have this calling. It's such a burden. And he's talking about how, like, I wish I had a purpose. You know, we're both pathetic, but you're pathetic with a purpose, and I'm pathetic with just nothing, blah, blah, blah. And I actually thought that conversation, like, played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of got to see a bit of a sympathetic side from Jay. It fleshed out that guy a little bit. It yeah. made him more than just a, a I don't know nerdy Native American guy like it gave him something to do I enjoyed that what I kind of didn't enjoy was when so the Native the sauna lady she has this vision she sees the grandmother they are uh, the sister comes back and realizes she's been trapped in the thing gets somebody to help and they have to pry the door open and when they do it's like this like ethereal light is coming I out I loved that I which, thought it was so over the top it was very crazy her hair had been like slicked back in a tight bun or oh, braid the, the whole, whole time, time yeah. and this time it's just like this blown out cascade of waves and she's butt naked butt naked and she just because you're in a sauna which fine but she just walks out of the sauna butt naked and proceeds to walk as far as I can tell out into the world she just leaves she doesn't take any of her belongings she just leaves and then she shows up at the at the reservation where they are and Jay is such an asshole so Jay is like 
he basically says like, well, if I leave now that I'm not the guy, the native, the grandson is like, now that I'm not the guy in like the next seer or whatever, I got no reason to come back here. He buys Jay a car and a, a case of cigarettes or whatever, or helps her buy the cigarettes. And then she's like, hey, can I have your like, if you're not coming back, can I have your like registration card or whatever? And I was like, bitch, are you serious? Anyway, that just annoyed me. Um, so they're having this moment, and then we see the feather, yeah, right, blow back in. And then the Native American lawyer lady shows up, and she's wearing like all white, all white but also like white spiked heels, which oh, was an interesting it. choice. I loved it. It was it like Storm great. cosplay. <laughs> extra. It was super extra. <laughs> and she's got like like this flowy, it's like almost animal skins or whatever. It's all white. Uh, and she says, you know, she's had the vision. She's going to be the spiritual leader, but she's also the, the gentle feather showed her that. Uh, there would be a horse that she would ride and that the grandson would teach her how to ride this horse. And he's like, I don't know how to ride horses. And she's like, eh, it's more of a metaphorical horse. <laughs> she's like, uh, I, I find out, she said, you know, your grandmother told me you're good with numbers and we need that because I see a vision of a casino with Hollywood slots and blackjack and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, motherfucker, this whole time, what? Ah! It just made me so annoyed because like, if this was literally just people of color, whatever the spiritual thing, it's not for me, but fine, it works for you, and you come to this point where you both know that you need each other to help your people move forward. It's not one person to lead. It's to both of you because you both bring something to the table, and we will lead our people forward. That would have been fine without the fucking tacked-on casino joke. Yeah. That just And it's like her walking away going, I see craps and roulette and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God damn it. It was really a cheesy, heavy-handed and just like, I don't know, just like playing the actual real struggles of Native, like human beings, like they Ooh. don't exist and they don't matter. And just like. And I want to say this as well. And I don't know. I'm sure you caught it, but it. it, it Something about it deeply disturbed me. When she shows up and she's in all the white, there is this music playing, and it is Native American people singing Amazing Grace. And I was I like... I thought it was Enya. And no, no. Why? It was a absolutely Amazing Grace, but just in a Native American dialect of some kind. <laughs> and there's something about... When you think about how much, like for real horrible shit was done to Native Americans in the name of Christianity to just have a hymn playing when they're clearly not Christian, right? Their yeah. spirituality is another thing. They're, they're, they're doing spirits and seers and blah, 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 to then just also make, like, the oppressed sing the song of the oppressor in their own language just really fucking bummed me it's out. It's real fucking problematic. That really bummed me I out. I do associate Amazing Grace in particular as a hymn with blackness. Mm-hmm. I do. I so much sure. with a Oppression sure. that I like my first knee jerk. It's like it's funny though because blackness and Christianity are so deeply mm. interwoven, which sure, is sure. problematic <laughs> in and of itself. But we're gonna we're not gonna go there. It's it's a Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> I can deal with this at six p.m. on Sundays every week. Right. Uh, like, but just when you just think about like the amount of like like we have to go tame the savages that was done in the name of Christianity right. and then just have them sing that song it just I, it really struck me like annoy, Like I was like oh I don't it's like this so at all so icky and problematic and just ignorant 
You know what I mean? It's almost like all of this is being told from like Jay's memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that. Like, oh yeah, that's all you remember because you're white and you center yourself in the center of every story. Right. And yeah, of course, and that's exactly what she does. Uh, we fi- basically what this episode does did was kind of give us a little bit of explanation as to what is going on with Jay and these voices. Mm-hmm. Without being very specific, there's clearly a spiritual element, right? Well, remember episode one when Mahandra said, everything has a, a soul. soul, everything right. has a spirit. Right. I mean, I don't know if like a mass-produced piece of plastic has a soul. But maybe it does. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But I would say this is the closest, this is the show trying to say it's she's not crazy. Yeah. Right? We... We this world exists in a world where spirits and things like that exist. We got real visions. She's talked to a dead person. The spirits exist. They talk to her through this thing. So I think this is a pretty clear line of she's not crazy. Yeah. There is something supernatural happening to her, which I think is a good – it's enough. It's something, right? It gives us something, particularly since the show's going to end in the next episode. It gives us some information to work on. Episode 13, Caged Bird. Opens with a little black kid stealing a bunch of shit, which I did not need. Yeah, I was so angry. <laughs> just just was pick so a white kid. I don't know why. There's This town is overrun with white people. The only black person I've seen is Mahandra and that girl who isn't Mahandra. I don't remember her name from the high school. Janet. <laughs> that was so problematic. It was like you... You. This is not the time to me- to suddenly have diversity on this show. So, right. This is make that kid white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make that kid white. That really annoyed me. And then or make the security guard night white. Night white. You know not what I mean? white. Yeah. Ugh. Something. Uh, I did laugh. The security guard and, him, and uh, Jay are watching the kids steal through this like hole in the wall. It's like people, <laughs> and Jay's like, "What are you doing? Put the put the birdcage down. Go over the sunglasses. You can fit like fifty of them in your sleeve or whatever." And the security guard's like, is this one of those places that give the employees uh, a reward if they catch somebody stealing? That's a real thing. I did not know that. When I worked, worked at- I've worked shitty retail, but I never got that. You haven't worked. You haven't worked platinum retail. I used no, to work no, at no, Neiman no, Marcus. No. I'm not saying I wanted people to steal, but I was mm-hmm. like, if I could just catch a bitch with a Louis Vuitton today. <laughs> I got uh, rent to make. <laughs> well, she even says what made me laugh is Jay's like, yeah, we get 10%, so he needs to steal more so I can make this worth my while. She's like, one time I accidentally left the watch case unlocked and made like 500 bucks. <laughs> that made me laugh. I didn't know that. I was, no, I worked shit retail. I worked like fucking uh, Sam's Club and Kmart and they, shit. They, ain't giving, they, they don't give a shit. Oh, that's a real thing. The only thing thing is you have to like r- report it before they leave the store right uh and then they have to catch them as they're trying to leave the store yeah. my favorite I'm, I'm we're gonna get back to it my, my favorite shoplifting story um when i first started working at neiman's there was this elderly lady stealing so slowly oh. she she just didn't have the strength to, <laughs> to steal <laughs> with quick. quickness so she was like trying to knock bottles of perfume into her like open purse <laughs> like, <laughs> like looking up at the camera and i was like hey Greg, uh, this lady's been stealing for the last 45 minutes. He's like, you're the third one to report it. I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Oh, it kind of bums me out. I mean, I guess old people steal too, but when you think about it, it's like sad. Don't steal $200 bottles of perfume. Well, she wasn't stealing food. I don't feel bad for her, but still, it's like Oh, if I worked in a grocery store, I would totally turn the... If you got to, like... My mom grew up really poor, and she told me the story about, like, how her and her sister figured out how to, like, get loaves of bread out of stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, you can Fit like two in your backside, you know what I mean? Mm. But it was to eat the yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah you need, I would never. You're not trying to resell fucking bread. Yeah, yeah. I would never snitch on people for stealing food. No, Fuck it. Food not. should be free. <laughs> I, I uh, used to work at Kmart. And I had a grocery store, and I yes, people stole a lot of food. I definitely was not. I don't give a shit. If you if you need also, to, steal to eat, you also need. this this store is paying me uh, 
barely minimum wage to watch, like they're stealing from me. Feel free to steal. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is the final episode. Eric is going home. Heidi is fucking found an apartment for them in New Jersey. He's buying souvenirs at the gift shop, which fucking knock it off. Just leave. It's so he's like, I mean, I'm buying these souvenirs to leave to remind me of a place I'm leaving. If you would say something to make me stop leaving. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the security guard is the same security guard that shot the fucking Native American dude in the last episode. Uh, he brings the kid out to the cops because he's definitely turning these kids in. Well, the, the cage bird tells her to let him go. Let him go. Tells him, let him go. And uh, she's like, fine, I don't give a shit. Let the kid go. And uh, the security guard's like, no, we prosecute whatever to the first kind of the law. But when he goes to bring it to the cops, the cop's like, what's your steal? He's a slinky. The cop's like, you sorry? Don't do it again. Get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, man, that must be on the Canadian side of the border because they don't do that shit here. <laughs> that cop ain't letting that black kid go. Um, there's a whole – so, uh, okay. So this episode, there's a bank robbery that happens across the, like, plaza someplace. They get held ha- – I mean, there's a lot of setup for not a lot, like, for what the episode – it's too much setup for what the episode is, which is they get – held hostage by this bank robber who's trying to make a break for it at the fucking gift shop. Mm. It's her, it's Jay, the sister, the security guard, the assistant manager who fuck him Mm -hmm. uh, and this guy. But right before that, she had told Eric, meet me at my trailer. Like She finally, she calls Eric and she's like, because she's melting down. She's really upset about like, I love him and I can't believe I'm letting him go. And the sister tells her, like, is he gone? I actually did like that scene where the sister's like, is he gone? And she's like, he's leaving. And he goes, is he gone? And I was like, yeah, Aww. go fucking do your thing. Do something about this already. Um, she tells her, meet me in my trailer. We need closure or whatever. So they're going to have their moment. But she can't because she's now trapped in this fucking uh, hostage situation. Mm-hmm. Uh fans of the podcast will um, well you actually wouldn't recognize him because the bad the, the bank robber was the bad guy on the cape which we never actually got to do because we lost all the episodes when I was recording them with Mac Blake it was only, we got like four episodes in and we lost all the episodes it's oh fine. that sucks um, uh, the fucking assistant manager keeps going to like the security guard like can I hold your gun get out of here you little fucking creep Ugh, he's, he's a crazy person and then oh also when she's calling the when she's calling the uh, Eric she's like well you we're supposed to go. You didn't say you, you like me. Whatever. There's this thing. There's this, there's this exchange where she's like, if you had said that you, then you did you, but I did me, and blah, blah, blah. It's like poorly, just a little convoluted. And the sister goes, you sound retarded. And I was like, ma, not again with this. Fast and loose. Why is this happening? It was very weird. Um, the assistant manager does yell when the guy pulls out the gun, please don't kill me. I've never been with a woman. <laughs> and then the sister goes, I've been with a woman, which made me laugh. It's just it's dumb and it's unnecessary, but it was just I don't know why it made me laugh. I just you can tell this 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 show was written by people who are not marginalized because marginalized people are constantly telling you who they are. About that, yeah. Mahandra's yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm black. The sister's like I'm gay. Every episode, and it's like we know. No, yeah, yeah. We also just know you as people, so you're just Mahandra. Can you just be Mahandra for a minute? And no one talks like that. No one lives like that. That's hilarious. Um, uh, speaking of Mahandra, um, so there's like kind of a subplot going on yes. with the brother and Mahandra where he wants more. He Yes, he wants a real relationship. He wants to be public with her. He tries to kiss her at the barrel, but she's like not in public. 
uh, she he invites her to it's the parents' anniversary, mm-hmm. and he invites her to the anniversary party. Uh, but he also wants her to take a picture of the parents when he gives them his gift because he wants to out gift this uh, Jay, the sister, not Jay, but the other sister. Yeah. The sister. Um. But she's like, no, I'm not going. She's like, your parents. She says, you don't know what your mother thinks of the boy of the women you date. She hates them. And I've I've snuck in. I'm a betrayer, and I've I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing, and I've eaten her delicious baby lamb. <laughs> and he's like, but you said I'm delicious. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's it, like here's the thing. I'm actually fine with the two of them being a thing. I actually think the two of them have chemistry yeah against all fucking odds of this writing because they're that dude is written like a fucking asshole and they still are managed to pull off like oh you guys are actually pretty cute together regardless of what you're actually saying yeah um but it's still like he still says the ickiest shit just uh. there's also an icky moment here with him and the parents where so he's at the parents' house. The father is saying, like, oh, I don't know why we have to do always do this big anniversary party. I'd like one of these times just to be me and you and blah, blah, blah. He's trying to get sexy or whatever. <laughs> so Jay ca- – like, uh, the mother calls the sister's cell phone while she's in the hostage situation to say she's supposed to pick up the cake or whatever. And on her – on the sister's side, she's, like, trying to get her off the phone. But this guy's got the gun to her face. He's like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Me and Jay are stuck or whatever. And while that's happening, the father is, like, kissing the mom's neck and, like, getting touchy-feely or whatever. So the mom's like, oh, okay, fine, whatever, no worries, bye, hangs up. And they, like, slip backwards into this bedroom that's off the kitchen where the brother is eating, like, a bowl of cereal or something. Mm -hmm. And the door closes and you hear the sounds of them getting amorous, let's be polite. (laughs) And the brother just moves, like, two feet to the right and turns the TV up a little bit and keeps eating his cereal. (laughs) And he's supposed to be, like, weirded out. Motherfucker, go upstairs. You have a bedroom. You live here. Get further away from your parents fucking. That's weird. His comfort level with it is kind of gross. It was a little weird. He's supposed to be, like, kind of uncomfortable, but he still just, it, like, he literally gets up and moves to, a, like, the other seat at the table. It was not enough movement for me. Um, Eric goes to check on her at the at the gift shop, and she has to be mean to him to get him to leave because the security, because the, uh, the bank robbers there or whatever mm-hmm. so she says well, she does mean shit it never even registered with me what's happening inside though is that the the caged bird or the animals or whatever stuffed animals keep telling Jay to give him heart okay give him I heart I kept hearing hard and I was like well give him heart I thought that at first but then I figured out it has to be heart okay I was like is she supposed to hit him like is that She's the security guard is having this freak out moment and she's trying to comfort him. She tells him like, Oh, you're you know, why aren't you a real like you clearly want to be a cop but you're not a real cop or whatever. There's a couple moments where he like on the walkie talkie, the bank robber tells him to like find out where they're searching and he tries to talk to the cops and they're like, You're not a cop, get off this fucking line, dickhead. <laughs> the dispatcher's like, No. Yeah, yeah. We know, know you, you, Jared, or whatever. <laughs> Hang up. Um So she's telling him like, I do think maybe you're here now because uh, this is your chance to prove that you have what it takes. And he's like, but I don't have what it takes, which made me laugh. <laughs> uh, but at one point, the sister has a taser. She grabs the taser and tases the fucking bank robber. He drops. Get, she gets him. Gun goes flying. And instead of just picking up the gun like Jay is supposed to, 
She keeps the thing keeps saying like she's like Jay, grab the gun. It's right there. And the thing keeps going, give him heart, give him heart, give him heart. So she's like trying to encourage the security guard to pick up the gun. In the meantime, the back of Mac Robert just gets up and gets the gun again. I was so fucking mad. I get it. These things talk to you, but you're this is life or death right now. Yeah. Fuck that fat asshole. Pick up the goddamn gun. That made no sense. Like her. Her resolve to listen to them, it is funny, the only time that Jay has had like an ounce of self-preservation to not listen. Like when these Mm. things told her to drive the wrong way down the street. Mm. When they told her, like the only time that she's thought twice about something is when she was asked to lick a light switch. And she was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need some details. We find out that a bank robber killed a security guard during the bank robbery. So there's like a little bit more escalated stakes here. Later on, when someone gets hurt, and he's like, "I am not a double <laughs> homicide guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, like, uh, well, splitting hairs. Yeah, I'm kind of monster. He is. That, I enjoyed that as well. Um, the other plot happening here is that so Eric is supposed to be meeting Jay. He gets Mahandra to. Yeah, we're fine. It's the recording. Okay. Um, we're fine. Sorry. Uh, you're good. You just threw me for a loop. Anyway, so. Uh, he gets Mahandra to sit with Heidi at the bar and make sure that like she you know keep her distracted while I go meet Jay or whatever which was and I do like that she's like you know we never got to know each other or whatever Mahandra says and Heidi's like that's because we don't like each other (laughs) she's like I wonder why that is so she's like playing this game and Heidi does you know eventually realize like she's like look are they meeting for sex or are they running away together? I need to know where I stand here, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Like her just upfrontness about it I enjoyed. But here's a line here that I did not like at all. And I might be reading into it, but I don't think I am. So Mahandra says, like, uh, I don't know anything about anybody sneaking around. And Heidi goes, could have fooled me because it looked like you were trying to like sneaking around with the your boyfriend over oh, there, yeah. right? Which was fine. Uh-huh. But then, then she goes, she says, you don't, tri- you don't strike me as the frigid type if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. I think you mean she's black. That's yeah. what I think she means. Because you know nothing. You barely interacted with this woman. You certainly have not seen her in any sort of sexual situation or a romantic situation or anything of that nature. So I don't know. She's like, you don't strike me as a fringe type if you know what I mean. I literally, I, I was like, I don't know what you mean, bitch. I'm going to need you to explain yourself. That was real rude. I caught that and was like, what does she mean? Because she's like, you won't let him kiss him, in, kiss, kiss him and kiss you in, in public, public right. but you don't strike me as the frigid type. And it's like, what? If anything, she does strike you as the frigid type. She won't kiss her boyfriend in public. Like, that's the... If there's anything about her that you know, it's maybe she's the frigid type. You know what I mean? And that's that, that's that sexual stereotype about black mm-hmm. women, both being completely sexual available all the time but then also alone yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like what, what do you want mm-hmm. it's oh it's no, disgusting I didn't like it I read that I saw that happened and I was like I'm not feeling this line at all it really it bummed me out you know what's funny is they want Mahandra to be black when it's convenient like when she brings it up on her own but not when people are actually treating her badly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like she's not supposed to like see what's right in front of her yeah yeah it's, for sure it's not good writing in that sense um, there's also a lot of weird in this the hostage situation he spends a lot of the time stay like he's supposed to be hiding from these cops who are just outside but he's spending most of his time standing in front of a glass door with a fucking gun in his hand like he's not particularly good at hiding at all well they have their blinds closed but not always not the front doors the front doors are just glass and there's no blinds oh shit. he walks through them a bunch of times it's really it makes really no dumb sense. and also it appears that they close early because he does he they the he makes them all he makes them announce that the store is closed and make all the customers leave 
but he's got a gun to the security guard's back and he like makes the assistant manager do that that happens early in the episode and yeah. that's when he then goes is there who else is in here and he gets the sister out of the office um they come up with a plan to attack him and get an escape right they're all going to help so she's so Heidi's going I'm sorry so Jay's going to distract the bank robber while the assistant manager gets this ore off the wall that they're going to throw to the security guard who's then going to hit him with the ore and all of that works pretty well until the security guard has a fucking heart attack <laughs> right before he's about to hit the guy, which I, I made me laugh. It genuinely made me laugh. And that's when the guy's like, I'm not, I didn't do that. I am not a double homicide <laughs> that guy. guy. That is not me. I didn't touch him. <laughs> that made me laugh too. But also, that's not how that works. A man died in the commission of a felony. You are a murderer. Um, the sister uses the taser to like defibrillate him, which I don't think that's how to, either of those all. things work. I wrote that down. I was like, can you do that in a taser? Can you tase somebody back to life? And then I was like, Google later, and I didn't get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the One of the like stuff Lizard tells tells Jay that there's uh, they keep going, let him go, let him go, and they're try- meaning get this guy out of here. He They tell him that there's a, there's a hidden door in the bathroom. Apparently nobody knows about it until now, but he, the animals do for some reason. Mm-hmm. Jay leads him out the back door. They, he takes her hostage. Did you notice that was the only time that an animal has like continuously responded to Jay? Like actual conversation. He yeah, was like it was get weird. him out out the back door. Or, There's a yeah, back door get, in the back. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like giving like real instructions this time. I was like, oh, you can do that. Yeah, you can not just give cryptic fucking one liners. <laughs> uh, but he takes her hostage, and he puts her in the car. They're driving away, and blam, they get hit by another car. That other car is driven by Heidi, and I was like, oh, man, if he kills Heidi, this will be my favorite show ever. If he just got out, like, shot Heidi and took her car, and that's how they get Eric and Jay back together, just get her out of the way, I would have laughed so hard. You have a capacity for darkness. I got some darkness in <laughs> I, yeah, I get like, it. I get it. I never thought that. That made me laugh. Well, I mean, it's kind of close, because what does happen is <laughs> he gets – so he's there, and they have called for an ambulance for the security guard. And uh, he's at the at her window with the gun, Heidi screaming, and then, blam, he gets fucking smashed by this ambulance. I love that. Very I, funny. I love that the ambulance seems to, like, not have any issues with killing a man, because then... Oh, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> I would also address, I don't know how the ambulance is supposed to not have seen him. It is a long stretch of highway. It's just a straight road. There's no turn. And then he's just in the street. It seems as though they just ran him over on purpose, as far as I can tell. And they didn't come around a corner. He wasn't hiding behind a thing and jumped out. He's just standing in the street. It just it, it seemed very weird to me. Um, and then just as quickly, uh, he's dead. He's very dead. Heidi's gone. There's a little bit like the cops reunite, like the parents with Jay. You see uh, the brother and Mahandra share a kiss, and everyone gets to see that, and they're all very happy. They're realizing, like, oh, Aww. they're happy. Yeah. Uh, because there was a little moment earlier where the parents were like, uh, the father tells her, like, oh, well, you know, uh, the brother said he's bringing somebody to the party, and then he goes, she's not coming or whatever. So they know that he's seeing somebody, and they go, oh, it's her. Oh, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Eric is interviewed on the news about how he knew that something was wrong because he's the one who called the cops. And he's like, when some, he's like, you know, I went there and she wouldn't let me say goodbye. And when you care about somebody, no matter how mad you are, you give them that because they need it or whatever. There's this moment there, and that's that. Until so we go to the to the gift shop, and this is where I felt I feel like this part was very yeah right. Mm-hmm. And they go to the gift shop. She's doing whatever. 
you know dust and shit or whatever she does. And Eric shows up, and she's like, "I want to." He's like, "I want to return these items," and it's the souvenirs he was buying prior. Yeah, and he says something along the lines of like, "They're not working. They're supposed to remind me of a place. They're supposed to remind me of a place I'm no longer at, but I'm still here. So they're not doing what they're supposed to do." Blah blah blah. And she goes, "What about your wife?" And he goes, "My ex-wife." And we're like, "What?" Huh? Heidi left. Heidi was on her way to break up with him. Mm-hmm. When she hit uh, the bank robber's car uh, because she realized that he's in love with Jay and nothing she does is going to make a difference and blah, blah, blah. So she's gone. He's back. He's staying. He's a permanent resident. They kiss. Happy ever after. But once again, every woman had to make a decision for him. Yes, 100%. He is a, a he's a fucking cork and a floating. Like he just has – he goes wherever the wave is. Like he does – yeah, he has no – it, he has no agency of his own, which is a little annoying. I have no, uh, I have no positive predictions for Jay and Eric as a couple. No. I think they would date for like a year and then kind Max. of move in together for no reason. He, she would get so tired of his fucking spinelessness. There's no way. Also, the line she says, "She had to come to town to leave, and I had to leave to come back." Is the way it's written, which is <laughs> like, it's like for like it's it sounds interesting, but it's not at all. <laughs> Like it's a, cryptic, but, but dumb. But dumb, exactly. <laughs> it's like the whole show, really. It's like a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but also, also kind of stupid. And then one of the animals says to her, "Word of advice," and she goes, "Shut up," and that's the end of the show. I and I was like, "Bitch, you can say shut up this whole time because it does. It listens to her. It just shuts up." That was crazy. That was crazy. And we're, I guess we're supposed to assume that it just stops after that, and that all of this happened to bring her a boy. I guess that's. I, I mean, see, that's the thing. It does seem like that, but I find that very frustrating. And also feels like maybe that's what their what sort of forced ending was. Yeah. Because like if the show was to go on, then obviously they would have to continue doing that. So like, and I also feel like if the show was to continue, the other people would have sort of been brought into the fold mm-hmm. and like know what's happening a little more because they were they were starting to reveal like, oh, this is actually really happening to her to various characters. So I think like they would have eventually got to it. Overall, what did you think? Uh, overall, overall. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, I'm not yearning for more. No, uh, I I could have been if this ended bet if this ended differently. I'd been like, oh, maybe I want some more of this. But the way it ended, I was like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I kind of it's funny thing. I was I was like I was praying it wouldn't end on a cliffhanger because then I'd be upset. But I think a cliffhanger would have been more interesting. Mm. I think this pieced together very obviously, but yeah. it was still good. Mm. I uh, I saved some of my favorite lines and okay. my favorite line out of the entire show. Okay, uh, I've I, I it, and I promise I'm not just basing it off these last week, but I promise no. you, my absolute favorite line was said. By the accountant from the reservation, mm. uh, when he said, uh, "Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it?" Ah, I wrote this down. Thank you for supporting this imperialist establishment. Enjoy your purchase and have a racist this day. day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that as well. I did. I enjoyed. So there's like there's a lot of great one liners, mm. and then a lot of super cringy ones. And also, what was funny in that scene, they're they're all protesting. They're all sitting there in the protest of the gift shop, and this. This white lady who just sort of steps over a bunch of them to go buy a bunch of like Native American horse shit, <laughs> like a bunch of like shitty flat like head like headdresses and stuff, and that's when he gives her that line. But like 
the audacity of you to just step over these protesters with the thing they're protesting in your hand. Do you remember two years ago when they were protesting um, the beginnings of Black Lives Matter and it was like there was a protest at the Mall of America and there's this great image of just all of these like black, brown, et cetera, et cetera, people on the ground doing like a die-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this white girl with blonde hair just kind of like, like hopscotching over. over niggas like... To check out at wherever she needs to go. Uh, <laughs> like her blonde hair is just oh, that's too funny. <laughs> uh, I like the show. I would you recommend people watch? Would you recommend someone watch it over something else? No. Okay, there's I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. That is the question. There's, there's a, a lot of content. There's a lot of something else. Sure. Like, if it can, well, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually would say I mostly had fun watching it. I did. I would say if you're like you're homesick, you want to watch something that you can kind of finish in a day of binging if you're just sort of skipping through parts, which I highly recommend. You can fast forward through parts of the show. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a good two episodes in the middle that were so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sort of fly through for sure. I feel like, yeah, you know, maybe give it a watch. I don't know. Also, don't you're not missing anything. But like if you stumble upon it. Let's say you have cable, which I don't know who still does that. But if you have cable and uh, there's like a marathon on some weird channel and you come in like two episodes in, yeah, stick around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally would have in that sense. Yeah. But like having to Google this on a regular no, basis. No, that seems like a lot of work. This was an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like me and you think I'm funny, I've got a pot- another podcast called Extra Salty. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher. It's where we talk about uh, super serious experiences but make them fun and funny. Uh, also, we're going to be doing a live podcast with Gina Yashire uh, during Out of Balance. I'm officially allowed to talk about this. August 26th. Um, no. August 29th. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, upcoming shows, you can find me at Sure Thing at Fallout, August 10th. Awesome. So check that out. Uh, I The Sting is back next week, August 1st. So come out to that. It's going to be super fun at King B Lounge. Always a great time. Uh, keep an eye out at the Patreon. We've got the new episodes coming out uh, twice a month for the Patreon subscribers, the uh, pilot episodes. The new show next week, we will be starting Bunheads. It's the follow-up show from Amy Sherman Palladino, the woman who made Gilmore Girls. It's the show she made after she made Gilmore Girls. Our guest for all of that will be the very, very funny from FX Baskets. Martha Kelly will be joining me for the run of that show. So that's going to be super fun. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars on all the places you can give us five stars. It super helps. And we will see you next week. There's one thing really mystifying. Got me laughing now, it's got me crying. Until I know I wonder